to today's episode of Inspire for Five. Inspire for Five is a Singularity U Australia podcast where we bring you inspirational thoughts and inspirational messages from leaders all around the globe. Today we're listening to Nikki Hutley, partner Deloitte Access Economics. Nikki is a highly regarded economist. She has a broad-based expertise. She's been in the game for over three decades. She leads Deloitte's Access Economics Urban Advisory Practice, and she is very skilled in the application of economic modelling. We're going to be talking today about some of her findings around in, in this area. She's going to be talking to us about robots taking jobs, about how technology has allowed the workplace to be more flexible, but that we have such a long way to go. And it's very interesting to note that I am on one side of the world at the moment on a tiny Greek island. Nikki is Sydney-based at the moment. Our tech guys are also Australia-based, but we're putting this podcast together in that technology, more flexible, we can work from anywhere ideology, but we have so much further that we can take this. She'll also be talking to you about retail and where retail could be headed into the future with the assistance of technology, transportation, and also the effect that technology can have bringing rural areas and city areas much closer together and the communications and the information and the shared technologies making us a much stronger and global planet. Sit back, enjoy this podcast from Nikki Hutley, partner Deloitte Access Economics. in both challenging and exciting times. Globalisation and technology are profoundly changing the outlook for our economies and how they're structured. And this in turn is having very important consequences for how we will shape our cities in the future. And on this front, I'd just like to talk about five ways that technology is having an impact on our economies and their structures and what that means for our cities of the future. So the first point I'd like to make is around this fear that people have about what one of my kids calls robot society. I want to say robots aren't going to take your job, as some people fear, at least not until you're ready for them to. In fact, automation is here to make our lives easier, and robots are not yet good at complex thinking. So, in effect, they're doing the heavy lifting on repetitive, usually dull types of jobs. Meanwhile, we're creating many more what we call jobs of the head those that require us to think about complex issues. And alongside that, we've got jobs of the heart, those that require EQ as much as IQ, where we're helping people in a, in a world where health is and social problems need more addressing than ever, particularly with an aging population. But we also, of course, need those skills like coding and programming. So also on the IQ spectrum. So we've got IQ and we've got EQ working hand in hand together. And I think one of the most interesting things for me, when we think about the Australian economy and and the losses that we've had in the manufacturing sector over a number of decades, particularly the 70s and and particularly 80s, as we changed our policy and became more open, and we lost a lot of basic manufacturing in textiles and clothing, for example. More recently, we've seen the car industry go out. But the very nature of AI and robotics means that we can potentially replace some of our higher cost, low skilled labour with automation and leave the jobs for the high skilled thinkers and actually recreate a very dynamic sector. That would change not only the shape of our economy in exciting ways, but interestingly, to change the shape of our cities where a lot of industrial land has been turned over into more commercial or, or residential space we'd start to need that industrial land again. 
The second point I'd like to make is about how technology is helping us work more flexibly. But it's quite interesting when we look at Australia that we don't actually have lots more people sitting on Bondi Beach with their laptops. We haven't got a wee worker on, you know, at Manly Cove. We're actually not working uh, that flexibly in terms of we're working in different offices. We're using rather technology to just help us access jobs in ways that allow us to be flexible around our families and our caring roles. And this, of course, has fantastic consequences for gender equality, something I'm particularly passionate about. And it helps us to, to share that load better and to make, particularly for, for, for women, young mums, better able to, to uh, engage in the workforce. And that's, of course, a massive positive for, for productivity and, and economic growth. We are, of course, still in Australia very much around precincts, around agglomeration. So if we're not working on Bondi Beach, we're, we're clustering around our central business districts or our particular education precincts. And these are where we've got burgeoning innovation, technology sitting side by side, the traditional sectors of defence or, or health, and really helping those sectors to, to blossom. But of course, our precincts need to be really well designed with good access, good amenity, and so, again, the notion of city shaping comes along side by side with the role of technology in shaping our futures. I always think also Australians are perhaps not quite as advanced sometimes as our American cousins. When I hear about testing of AVs in downtown Palo Alto, we don't really have the same extent here. And sometimes we find it hard to imagine that we're going to be there as soon as we probably are. And one of the things we're also a bit more cautious on is online shopping. And that's changing the way we look at our bricks and mortar retail centres. Yes, we've had strong growth in, in our online shopping, but not nearly as much so, as again, as, as the US or, or Europe. But it's getting there. But what's interesting is that we're changing the way we use those shopping centres, a very successful model in the world, and it's becoming more about services, food, entertainment, Things where technology, again, is having a, a starring role to provide those services in more interesting and dynamic ways for consumers. But, of course, what that means as well is that we probably need less land use around retail and more around uh, storage and logistics. And we're actually seeing this in parts of Western Sydney. We're seeing drones already being tested in places like Dubai. You know, it's not that far away for us either. Again, changing the dimension of our city from trucks that travel just on roads to having three dimensions of transport going vertically as well as horizontally. Very exciting. And I guess that brings me on to the fourth point, and that's around transport and the use of auto-autonomous vehicles. A lot of people talk about AVs as though they change the future, but what's really changing the future alongside AVs is the ride-sharing platforms that go along with them. If you don't have that, then we're just in our cars doing different things as opposed to driving. And of course, there's safety and lots of other things that come out of that, the positive benefits. But when we start to think about ride sharing and the idea that you don't drive into work and park a car somewhere, you might pull in with someone, you might use transport as a system platforms to do part of your journey with AVs and part of it with public transport. But the main thing is with some modelling that we've done at Deloitte, we actually think that under the, the most dynamic scenarios in the future, demand for car parking spaces in CBDs throughout our major cities would decline by as much as 90%. Now, that would have profound consequences or, or implications 
for what our commercial offices might do. And having a look at that, there's some fantastic ideas of pioneers in this space, hydroponic mushroom farms, underground hotels, not at all dark because your touchscreen allows you to select any view you'd like. You can pretend to be in downtown Venice when you're actually sitting in Dubbo, if that's what you choose. Also, sporting or cultural centres, all of these things, as long as we plan appropriately around making sure that car parks are are designed so that they actually can be transformed along those lines in the future. And then finally, the thing I want to talk about, which is a real issue for Australia, where we have a lot of concentration of people in cities, but then we have around 20% of our population who live in rural and, and regional areas. And technology can absolutely improve the quality of life for Australians who live in more remote places, who don't necessarily have access to the amenities and services that those who live in more central metropolitan areas do. We talk here about social isolation and social exclusion and the economic costs of that. And technology just has the ability or the potential to profoundly reform the way those who live in different areas gain access to those amenities and services, whether it's e-health platforms that can remotely sense through technology that looks at your eye, the potential that you might be getting some form of dementia, really incredible types of discoveries we're making, something as simple as emergency responses. And one of the things that I think for Australians is absolutely essential is around responding to climate emergencies and also being able to model more accurately and to understand the risks of climate change and to consider how and where we might invest in adaptive measures for where we are facing increased hazards, whether it's bushfires, floods or cyclones, Australia faces a lot of these, to understand the risks and what it might mean for our economy, not just for a physical building or some electricity infrastructure, But to be able to model that takes lots and lots of data, different types of understandings of different types of information. And we need very powerful technology and systems to be able to integrate all that information and make our lives not only a much higher quality, but also a lot safer. I'm sure there were lots of highlights in that talk for you from Nikki Hutley. Deloitte are our platinum partners for the Singularity Australia Summit, October 22 and 23, 2019, at the International Conference Centre, Sydney. You can access information about the summit in the link below. Looking forward to seeing you there. You'll be able to hear Nikki have an amazing conversation with Amin Tufani, who is our Singularity U Faculty Economics Chair. Look forward to seeing you there. Look forward to bringing you the next podcast. Mm -hmm.